Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Matt and E Matinee. Today we'll be reviewing the film Can't Buy Me Love. Starring Patrick Dempsey. You may know him from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, what is... I'm assuming he's a doctor on that. Yeah. I'm assuming everyone's a doctor on that. Well, not everybody. Some people are... Actually, yeah, everybody... <laughs> actually, everybody is a doctor. Um, But he's McDreamy. Oh. Um, he's like a major character throughout most of the show. And then there's like... Spoiler alert, which I'm not going to say, but you can guess... <laughs> He dies. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. It's okay. You don't have to. Uh, but I have seen this movie. Um, so it's kind of like a 80s teenage comedy where there's like a kid. So the basic plot is there's this guy and he he's like really nerdy and he's saved up all his money to buy a telescope. And when he goes to buy the telescope, he sees that there's this girl who's really popular and really cool who is trying to buy something and doesn't have the money for it. So he decides to spend his telescope money to pay her to pretend to go out for him with him for a while so that he'll become popular. Yeah, it's and, so bogus. Yeah, continue. And then he becomes popular, but like, you know, at what cost? It's I mean, there's there were a million movies made in the well, not literally a million, but you know, all kind. This is so full of '80s cliches and like you know exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, I was like very much like <laughs> it's like exactly what you expect, and also like worse writing and acting. <laughs> I was also just like shots, like directing was weird. But anyway, I was just like from the get-go at the beginning i was like if this were like more black which like there's no black people or more <laughs> queer which like there's no queer people i would be totally into this movie but there really? were none of really? i would totally watch it if it were okay if it were just black probably not um, i think there is like a, a black version of this movie oh yes it's called um uh love don't cost a thing or thing love don't cost a yeah thing. yeah so you're promoting love don't cost a thing but not this <laughs> i would probably watch love don't cost a thing over this um like if i had to choose but then also i would prefer the queer version of this which i don't even know what that would look like it would look I like i really queer. feel like sexuality is even a big a big thing in this movie no well no no, no. okay that's spoken like a true heterosexual person <laughs> Like, the fact that there's uh, this thing called, like, representation, right? And, like, not knowing... Like, when you are not represented in popular media, it's like you don't exist. Or that your, like, issues aren't necessarily, like, you know, valid or addressed. Um, it's the whole thing about when people are like, oh, can't gay people just, like, not kiss in public? And it's like, straight people are kissing in public everywhere. Like, what? So, um... Any, anyway. Yeah, so this movie could have benefited <laughs> I, I don't with a queer like, plotline. You know this this movie i don't know i i i I kind of enjoyed it ironically i would say because it is so very cliche and like pretty ridiculous i would say yeah yeah i mean it's sort of it's definitely like a it feels like it's like a popcorn movie that you would just like kick back with and, like, not worry about, like, where it's going or, like, why. And just kind of make fun of it with your friends as you're watching it. I I can see maybe in, like, 
20, I guess, how old, this movie came out, like, what, um, 1990, maybe? 1987. 1987. So that was, like, what, like, like, 30 years ago or so? 31, so, yeah. I could see, like, in 30 years, people watching some of the Judd Apatow, some of the lower-tier Judd Apatow movies or Judd Apatow-adjacent movies or movies like Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates and feeling the same way about, you know, modern comedy Mm. as I feel about this movie. So is this, like, is this, like, 40s movies in 30 years? I don't know. I'm just saying... (laughs) What? <laughs> yeah, like movies from the forties. You know movies from the forties. You know those movies from the forties that are like were popular in the forties, but people today don't really know them. I guess, like, I mean, when I, when you say movies from the forties, I think of like western. You can think of trashy oh, western. Okay, I suppose, no, I'm not thinking of. I'm thinking like, about rom coms from the forties. Screwball comedy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like His Girl Friday. Actually, I think that's from the. Late thirties. Yeah, yeah, thirties, yeah. forties. Yeah, but like, his girl Friday is like a cl- a classic, you know, example, good example of that. But I'm talking yeah, I mean, about that's like a, that's a good movie. That is a I've good movie. It. But I'm talking about or, the movies. Uh, Philadelphia Story. Sure, or... that's awesome. But the movies that are in that same realm but are bad, right? Like, well, yeah, we haven't watched that. I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I think this movie. I mean. I we watched this movie because I you know I'd heard of it and I feel like it does occupy a certain space or a certain cultural space and I think one of the interesting things we can do now is sort of revisit these culturally relevant films from you know thirty years ago and sort of see whether or not they hold up. And I think interest. I was looking at like their like the critical reception and this was not like that well received then. Like yeah, Roger would, Roger Ebert was like, "This is dumb." Yeah, no, and I guess like, critic. <laughs> I watched this movie and I was like, "Wow, people in the '80s had you know really different tastes," but like, I think the critics back then kind of feel like the way we do now, which is sort of like, "Nah, this this movie's kind of weird." Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at its Wikipedia page. And the director, Steve Rash, also directed Xenon Z3, which was the third Xenon movie. Oh, okay. Anyway, back to love can't buy a thing. Can't buy me love, sorry. Can't buy me love. I really <laughs> like, you know, it's got the Beatles song in it. Oh, that was, I was That's a actually, big plus. that plays at the very beginning of the film. And I immediately was like, why did they spend money getting this song? Like, it's so expensive to get Beatles music. And I don't know the, why. The Beatles music is great. Ugh, that was a waste of money. Just, <laughs> this movie was... I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Let's... let's I don't know, like... Let's talk about specifics? What specifics specific, are there? There were some specific scenes that I thought were really, like... <laughs> really weird. Like, the whole scene where he... Um, I, don't, I don't know. There's a lot of things in this movie that... I guess we're just... I'm just gonna trash talk this movie. Because, like I said, I thought it was enjoyable, ironically. Yeah. Um, and I guess I can be condescending now and point out the things that I thought were particularly, um, uh, particularly, ba- I w- better word for bad, notable, uh, egregious, mm, egregious, yeah. particularly egregious. Yeah. When he, when he offers to give the girl money to go out with him, he's just like, I want to rent you. Yeah, that was weird. And she's like, 
okay. <laughs> well, I mean, she takes some convincing, but it's like... Wait, 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 wait. But there's also another factor in terms of she's really desperate for $1,000 specifically to buy a coat that she, like, wrecked, which was her mother's coat. Like, there's a reason. She's not just like, oh, I'll use this $1,000 to, like, buy a bunch of stuff. It's like she specifically got screwed over when the coat she borrowed from her mom got wrecked at a party. Yeah, That's yeah. important. So, I mean... I thought they were going to sort out, I thought they were going to establish, like, oh, like, she's, in the very beginning of the movie, they start to make it seem like they're going to establish that she's bad with money, and, like, you know, he's really good with money, which doesn't really follow through. Why would you think that? I did not think that that was going to happen. Oh. I, I mean, like, in the very beginning of the movie, like, the mom says, oh, you need to be more responsible with money, like, I keep giving you money, why do you keep taking, like... The movie just becomes, like, an economic lesson for Cindy, the main character. Ah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that's that's sort of, like, you know, I, I knew the general premise of the movie, and so I was like, oh, like, they're going to set it up where, like, you know, he's really rich, and she's re- or he's really teenage rich, meaning, you know, he can spend the money, and she's really not. But it just sort of stopped after that. Yeah. But, it, like, I don't, he, he, he just says, like, I want to rent to you. Not yeah. like, I want you to make me popular. Just like, I want to rent, like... Yeah, that was a weird phrasing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought too... Like, the main the main conflict of the film is that... Matt, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, you were being very quiet. <laughs> I, I do that from time to time. <laughs> the main conflict of the film is the fact that once Ronald gets popular because he's um fake dating cindy he like starts to like not really care about cindy and then but at that point obviously which is classic cindy actually does start to care about ronald and so i felt like that whole situation was just really kind of dumb the resolution of that situation is ronald just being like oh i'm sorry i overlooked you and it's just like come on what the, the more problem, I mean, like, the weirder part of that is sort of, like, uh, he just ditches his friends, like, immediately. Yeah. Well, I guess, which isn't that weird. The, or it's, like, the movie is, like, an hour and a half. It's a pretty short movie. It's, like, an hour and a half, maybe. And, like, you know, he, he quote-unquote, rents her maybe, like, five, ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> and then... Like, the thing, he becomes popular, and, like, they stop dating maybe, like, 50 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So it's really, like, fast, and it's, I don't know. I think, and actually, that that thing about his friends reminds me of maybe, like, the best scene in the movie? I don't know. It's where, like, he, like, tries to get his friend back in the arcade, and it's this, like, I, I want to say it's the best just because it feels like it's the most, like, raw and emotional when his friend is like, you fucked me up by stop being my friend once you became popular. What the fuck's wrong with you? He doesn't use that language. But, um, and, but it, but the weird thing is, like, it's a very powerful scene, but placed within the rest of the movie, which is, like, weirdly, like, cardboard lyric, or cardboard dialogue at times and, like, tropes. It feels really weird. And I feel like if they had started with that scene and been like, okay, this scene is the best scene. How can we make all the other scenes of this caliber? That would have been cool. I don't think that scene was that good. 
I thought it was. I thought I thought on its own it was good, but placed within the rest of the film it was weird. I, I don't know. It's, the the school isn't very populated either. It's like a Yeah, it like is. Pretty what are you small, I mean like how many friend like, you know, before they get in the fight he has one friend. Or before it becomes popular, he has one friend. No, he has. He's like three friends. friends. He has like four. But it's mainly demonstrated through one friendship, and then, like, um, when he becomes popular, he has like what, like, three friends. Yeah, but they're the popular kids. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's not like there's that many people he's hanging out with. It's still. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's quality over quantity, Matt. Okay. Okay. I know. I'm. I. I mean, like. I'm not saying that it's like he's trying to acquire. Obviously, the implication is, oh, now like he's cool and people want to hang out with him and stuff. I'm just saying, like, the portrayal could have been done better in terms of trying to, like, you know, convey the number of people. I mean, but doesn't he? Once he becomes popular and dumps Cindy, he like I think has sex with like at least three other cheerleaders i guess that's true that's which true. is like that's pretty huge yeah so anyway um i also want to talk about my favorite scene in the movie okay, which is the it. the ending oh no <laughs> <laughs> i literally i it was like late at night as i finished watching this and i was literally like what i just couldn't stop i was like no so at the end of the movie his like his nerdy friend is getting picked on by his like former popular friend and then like you know um like it looks like they might he the, the his pop his uh nerdy friend might get beaten up so he pulls out a baseball bat i think he like whacks the table and he's like you gotta back off <laughs> and like threatens him with the baseball bat and then give, goes this like long speech about how like you know yeah. nerds and popular people we're all the same mm-hmm. and then the entire like uh the entire neighborhood starts or not neighborhood the entire like school starts clapping and like you know applauding him yeah i sorry when and you there's said, like yeah go ahead there's like teachers watching too like oh yeah that, like, that was, was weird so, like how how is this like okay behave like, in what world is it reasonable for like a kid to like threaten another kid with a baseball bat? Yeah, and the teacher, the one teacher literally holds another teacher back, and it's like no, let it happen. And it's like what? Oh, so weird. I'm sorry. When you said the ending, I thought you meant the literal last scene, and that's oh, the, the literal one. Literal last scene is also pretty weird. It's so weird. It's just like what. No, why? It was so weird. Ugh. Do you wanna do you wanna say what happens and it's a spo- explain okay, why you think it's spoiler, so weird? Spoiler. Um. So the whole you know the whole. Conflict, I mean, what like it's this is the most cliche movie. Yeah. Imaginable. That's the thing is like, so you see it coming, but then the last scene it seems like it's not gonna end that way, and you're like, oh, maybe they're gonna do something different, and it does. And I, so of course you anticipate that the ending will be like um ronald and cindy get together for real okay so but you know ronald was a jerk to cindy once he got popular and then cindy outed him for like having paid her and so then ronald stops being popular 
And they kind of just keep having this sort of like, you know, disconnected conversations where, you know, Ronald's trying to apologize, but Cindy's like not really having it. And so finally Ronald, uh, like... Because he threatened another kid with a baseball bat. Yeah, so fucked up. And so Ronald ends up... Ronald uh, mows Cindy's lawn. So Ronald is at Cindy's house and they have like a... They have a amicable discussion and it seems like, okay, they're going to at least be friends now, which is cool. And you're like, awesome. This is a great way to end it. Cindy gets picked up by her friends and it's like, great. So Cindy still has those friends, but she's also going to be friends with Ronald. And like, we'll just see what happens, but we won't because the movie is thankfully over. But then like last second, you hear Cindy be like, Ronald! And so we turn and we see Cindy like got out of the car that she got into moments ago and is now like running towards Ronald. And like they like kiss, but it's awkward. And then she goes onto his lawnmower and they like drive away on the lawnmower. And you're just like, why? Why? I guess I would just say like, you know, to summarize our, I don't even call it nitpicking. The problem with this movie is like, it very closely follows a lot of conventions so it's not really there's nothing really all that novel about it no, nothing that happens is particularly surprising at least in terms of like you know the emotional beats of the story like immediately know okay he's gonna be popular um yeah he's gonna change that's gonna be his downfall he's gonna no longer be popular and then he's gonna redeem himself mm-hmm. like that, that, that's 100% what's going to happen in this movie from, you know, the very beginning. Um, and at the same time, like, nothing really feels all that earned in this movie because it's sort of like, you know, it sticks to these conventions and, like, I don't, like, like I said, like, I thought some of the, like, the transitions were kind of unbelievable. And... Yeah, agreed, definitely. Yeah, it's not smooth. It's not a smooth film. I don't know, like, I would say I, I probably enjoyed watching this, but again, it was somewhat ironic. Yeah, I agree, agree. I think it's, like I said, it's for when you're like, oh, we want to watch just like a, you know, a dumb, fun comedy. It's when you want to make fun of like 80s tropes. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, um... What should we do now? Don't we you, rate it? Yeah, what would you give it? Low three, high two? Because it is fun. But it's just like, could could it be gay? Yeah, it could have been. But they were like, no, it's the 80s. We don't do that yet. <laughs> you know, even though, let me just point out that uh, the classic that... Desert Hearts came out in, I think, 1985? So they totally could have been gay in this movie, but they decided not to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Desert Hearts came out in 1985. Right, right. Because there was one movie that went well. Why weren't all movies like that? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I would agree with the rating. I mean, yeah, I think that it's a... If you feel like 80s movies, you'll probably like it. And, you know, if you're kind of like, a pop culture snob and you're like oh like those cliche movies from the 80s like uh-huh. yeah then you then you won't like it 
No, no. I mean, then you'll think it's funny. I don't know. Like, oh, okay. you know. If you're a snob, you'll think. Oh, if you're a snob, you'll watch that it ironically, to... and you'll feel yeah. like you're better. That true, was true. me and Arissa's experience. True, true. Agreed. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the film, but I, would I watch it again? Probably not. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I, I don't think this is like particularly notable among the pantheon of movies that are exactly like this. Except for Patrick Dempsey is like a little cute boy in this. <laughs> okay. Cool. Matinee, matinee. Have a nice day. Hooray!